When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your host, Seth Green. Today, I've got the good fortune to be with Paul Ferreira, a accountant, attorney, and certified fraud examiner, among many other things. Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. So you're an accountant and an attorney. Let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started? Um, well, the accounting was the family business. My father was an accountant and um, he had a, an accounting practice in Newark, New Jersey. He catered to the Portuguese community there. Um, first generation American. Um, my parents were from Portugal. So, um, and accounting was my plan B. I, you know, I went to, if I didn't make it into law school. So I went uh, to college, graduated um, with a degree in accounting. Uh, but when I got admitted into Cardozo Law School in Manhattan, I thought I'd never do accounting again. Uh, I started a pretty, um, pretty cons you know, normal uh, legal career as a prosecutor uh, in Newark, New Jersey. But I noticed, you know, getting all the scrub cases that scrub prosecutors get uh, in the beginning. But as my experience grew, I started getting anything that had some sort of a financial angle because of my accounting acumen. Uh, and I realized that I started, uh, you know, I enjoyed it a lot. I had like, I liked the gotcha aspect of trying to figure out what the scheme was, following the money, tracing it and, uh, and proving uh, the fraud or the, or, or the, the crime. So, um, the same thing happened when I transitioned into private practice, I was working in the New York metropolitan area, focused on doing complex financial fraud investigations for insurance companies and their claims. Um, and I was, and am a good attorney, but there are a lot of good attorneys in the uh, Manhattan area. So I decided I qualified to become a certified, uh, public accountant. Um, and I decided to take the test and hopefully pass so I could distinguish myself from, uh, from my colleagues, my peers that were working in that area. And that's exactly what I did. So I, um, I passed all four parts of the CPA exam in one sitting while practicing law, which is one of my 
proudest. I was gonna say that's a one heck of an accomplishment. Yeah, one uh, one of my proudest uh, professional achievements. Uh, but I just yeah want to be clear. I became an accountant to be a CPA to be a better attorney, not to let go, not to switch careers. Um, being a CPA helps me understand financial transactions, um, both illegitimate and legitimate ones. You know that help uh, that help my clients out. So and I also. I don't function in dual roles. I am an attorney. I function, you know, when people hire me, I am their attorney. But as a CPA, I can, how do I say, uh, identify, I speak the other language so I can yes. identify issues and say, you need to speak to your accountant about this, or we need to run this by your tax CPA or something else, because what we do legally may impact the other. Makes a lot of sense. That's a heck of an impressive background. Um, again, thanks for joining us. A special thank you to Robert Lehman, financial advisor, um, who introduced us. Now, how did that translate? Doing, I mean, at one at one point you're doing financial fraud investigations. How does that translate into your what what you're doing now in terms of like estate planning work? Um, well, it, it's a little complicated, uh, but um, I while I was doing this, I'm also an officer in the Army Reserves. So thank you for your service. I was in uh, on the New Jersey side of the Hudson River, and I watched the, the towers come down. And I knew that my life would eventually go on a serendipitous detour. Um, and between 2003 and 2017, I was called to active duty um, eight of those 14 years. So mo more of that time I spent on active duty than I did at home during those uh, that time. Um, and after 9-11, a new discipline within uh, the intelligence air grew. It's called uh, counter-threat finance, where you track money that uh, the terrorists use to fund themselves and pay and try to disrupt it. I got involved in that piece uh, while in those investigations while I was uh, on active duty those, those years. And I ended up in Tampa, Florida uh, on my last tour, my last active duty tour duty with uh, United States Central Command. Uh, working in their uh, in uh, their policy and strategy um, section, uh, and I love Tampa so much that I decided to stay. Uh, passed the Florida bar in 2016, uh, and started thinking, okay, I want to stay in Tampa. What am I going to do afterwards? Uh, and I became in-house counsel to uh, a not-for-profit called Softworks here that does uh, rapid research and development for. Uh, United States Special Operations Command, and I was their CFO and, and their in-house counsel. And I started working with a lot of veteran-owned businesses and veterans, and I, and I really became uh, enamored with uh, things that we can do to help the warrior, the warfighter, through technology, hard and soft technologies, you know, whether it's a piece of equipment or software. Uh, and the whole government procurement process. And I started working with these veterans. So uh, I eventually set up my own firm, the LexWorks Law Firm. And originally I was focused on helping these guys with federal government contracting, because once your business touches the federal government, it gets much more complicated. Um, and I started talking to them and getting to know them, found out that while they are, veterans are uniquely suited to be entrepreneurs, but a lot of them, uh, were not clueless, but just um, 
challenge because they had been in the military for so long. And many times I would ask, well, what happens if you, to your business, if you get hit by a bus going home? And a lot of them were like, I don't, I don't have any, you know, I got a will from the Marine Corps five years ago before I deployed. I've been divorced since then, remarried, had two kids. So, all right. So um, I started working on the estate planning aspect as part of my services to these veteran uh, owned businesses and say, we need to take care of, um, you know, a succession plan. What's going to happen if something happens to you? Make sure your family is taken care of. Uh, and also, if there are partners in the business, what happens to the business if one of you, um, if one of the partners gets taken out for whatever reason. So that's how I ended up with doing the estate planning. That is obviously a circuitous route, um, not the normal one that we would hear from an estate planning attorney. So thank you for the journey you took to get there. And of course, thank you for your service and your continued service to other veterans. What do you think I, some of the biggest mistakes are that uh, business owners are making and entrepreneurs are making when it comes to their estate planning? Um, not having any or having it old, not having it updated. Uh, I'd be, you'd be surprised how many people I talk to, um, and are not thinking about it. Uh, if there are partners in the business, um, you know, mostly the people I deal with are small businesses, LLCs or something. So if, if a key person gets taken out, it's a, for whatever reason, it's a big hit to the company. So, um, normally spouses, um, as well qualified as they may be, can't run it. So they're just not, they're not, they're not thinking strategically. Uh, there's a lot of vehicles, a lot of ways you can protect it, uh, the business, uh, and take care of your, your survivors. And also from the perspective of the surviving business owners is like, if there's no succession plan or, or estate planning for, with your partners, you wake up one day, your partner's gone, and now you are partners with their spouse because they just inherited half of the company or whatever percentage they own and they have a say at the table, whether they know what they're doing or not. That, that obviously could cause some issues and disrupt things just a little bit. Why do you think those things happen? Why do you think we fail to plan, don't update it? Why is that happen so frequently? Oh, I think it's just normal entrepreneurial stuff. You you start a business, you get overwhelmed, uh, and you're thinking about the day to day. Um, how am I going to make payroll this week? How am I going to make it next week? And you're not thinking strategically or far ahead, or what happens, or or you're thinking to yourself, you know, I need to do this, but you keep kicking the can down the road because you're you're dealing with pop ups now, and whatever crisis of the day is, is coming. And then how do those clients find you? How, how, do you? how do you get the word out about what you're doing? Well, um, I do a lot of, um, I'm very heavily involved in the veteran entrepreneur uh, community here in Tampa. Um, obviously there's uh, my uh, website, LexWorks Law Firm, L-E-X-W-E-R-X.com um, here in Tampa. But mostly it's organic networking, uh, talking to these um, business owners. Uh, I am... I kind of have a disruptive business model. So I have uh, subscription agreements with a lot of my clients. And what that is, that includes, uh, it's a monthly payment, you know, a few hours, um, few hours to uh, many hours a month, depending on your needs, but it also includes quarterly strategic uh, meetings. So the first one may be, let me review, let's review all of your internal contracts for the next 90 days. 
And then after that, let's review your insurance policies for the following 90 days. And then the next term could be, let's focus on your estate succession planning after that and see if you what you have if you have anything let's review it if you don't if you're in a good spot then we just move on if not we try to fix that before so we're trying to stay proactive uh, with uh, stay engaged and proactive as opposed to having the client call you when there's a problem and they're like you know my partner just passed and he had no will now what and it's much more complicated and much more expensive uh, to deal with um, than it is if you're proactive. Absolutely. An ounce of prevention is worth and much cheaper than a pound of cure for sure. Yes. Yes. Um, with all the success you've had helping others, what's your biggest challenge now? Uh, the biggest challenge, well, I'm an entrepreneur myself, you know, I'm, I'm, so yeah, anything that, um, time management is, is a big challenge, uh, self-care, making sure you take care of yourself, uh, is also a huge challenge. Um, yeah, I, I think that those are some of the biggest, um, biggest two challenges I have, just like anybody else, you know, coming up with, uh, and just the regular day-to-day -day stuff that a business owner has, has to deal with. That makes a lot of sense. Your passion is obvious for what you're doing. What do you like best about what you're doing? Um, I get to, I get to help veterans. I see them succeed. So I mean, um, and I just don't want to focus on veterans too much. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur in the area and you have, you know, you I'd love to see, you know, love to work with you and, and engage with you. The veterans have some um, specific issues, uh, but um, for the most part, uh, watching them succeed. Uh, I just helped a company that, because they were veterans, they um, did things on honor and a handshake and they got stuck holding the bag when the deal fell through and they were facing a significant lawsuit of more than $750,000. Uh, and I was able to plus attorney's fees. Uh, and they were the only ones left holding the bag, so to speak. So I was ab able to negotiate that out for just 15,000. Wow, that is a humongous difference. Yes, it's huge. So it's a very proud moment for the firm. And we were, you know, I'm happy to um, you know, see them like breathe a sigh of relief, know that their business is not going to be lost to a judgment or, or their personal assets being at risk. So uh, that gives me great pleasure, yeah, great joy. Absolutely. You give advice every day. What's the best advice you've ever gotten? Um, take care of yourself. Um, seriously, I, uh, um, I follow this guy that's called Miracle Morning or Morning. Yep. Hello, Rod. He's been Miracle on the show. Big yeah, ass. So I, I, you know, I'm like anybody else it, it get interrupted, but I do the, the meditations and all of that. Um, take care of yourself, carve out time for yourself. If you're an entrepreneur and just, um, you know, make sure the connections with your family is there. Um, because one day you'll wake up and say, what was it all worth? You know, now I've got a successful business, but what happened in between? Yeah. I could not have said that better. Amen to that. Um, we know your time's incredibly valuable. Anything else you want to share that we haven't gotten to yet? Um, no, I mean, um, yeah, if you are an entrepreneur, um, you know, I highly recommend, I am not a business coach. I tell my clients that all the time, but highly recommend qualified business coaches to help you because they will kind of, I call it a forcing function. They will make you deal with the day-to-day -day stuff and then kind of, if you've got a good one, force you to deal with the strategic 
stuff. Uh, oftentimes, I uh, I refer my clients to business coaches, um, and I say you're not ready yet. Also, if there's there are programs that teach you the entrepreneurial process, so if you have an idea, but and you're thinking about going out on your own, take one of those classes. Whether it's community college, uh, a not for profit. Take it, validate your idea. You may come away from it. It's like some of these are six to eight week courses that you do on the weekends. You may come away from it saying, wow, um, that saved me a lot of money. I would have made a big mistake or I'm not ready for this or this is a lot different. Uh, there's a saying when I worked in the research and development world, it was like failing is okay as long as you fail fast and you fail cheap because you know that this isn't going to work. You don't want to fail long and you don't want to fail expensive. You don't want to spend years trying to build something, fail, and then lose a lot of money. I would agree with all of that. Well, again, we know your time is valuable. We greatly appreciate you spending some of it with us. I know that you mentioned the website before. Can you give it out to our viewers and our listeners one more time? Yes, it's the LexWorks Law Firm, L-E-X-W-E-R-X Law Firm, uh, LLC in Tampa, Florida. Um, just Google that and you should be able to find it. Awesome. And we'll give you a legal disclaimer. Um, we were not giving any legal advice on the show. And um, Again, Paul's firm is licensed in several states. However, if you are not in those states, seek appropriate counsel, please. Uh, this has been Seth Green with Paul Ferreira of the LexWorks Law Firm, LLC. Um, thanks to Bob Lehman again for the introduction. Uh, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, sir. Thanks, everybody, for watching or listening, and we'll talk to you or see you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.